Welcome everyone to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. Today we're going to talk about psychics. Are psychics in the Bible, are they legitimate? Are they evil? Should we stay away from them? What does the Bible actually say about this subject? We're going to dive into that today. The answers will probably surprise you. And I'm also going to give you an incredible warning at the end of this episode dealing with end times prophecy, uh, specifically around the concept of psychics and divination of signs and wonders. You definitely don't want to miss it. Let's roll the intro. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. And welcome back, everybody. Again, my name is Cub Cooker. If you don't know me, I'm a spirituality and lifestyle content creator uh, right here on the interwebs. I create an audio, a video, uh, all of the slides that we make. Everything that we do is kind of my form of artwork, and it's an outlet for me to exercise uh, my beliefs in this incredible book right here. And so uh, that's what we do in the My Bible Works community. It is a community. It's a perfect community. If you haven't thought about joining, it's completely free. Uh, a perfect community for you to go and study the Bible and pray with other like-minded individuals. That's what it's all about over at mybible.works. It's www.mybible.works. Today, we've got an awesome subject. Can't wait to get into this. The question today is pick a card what they don't tell you uh what aren't they telling you what do you need to know about divination about psychics about tarot cards about uh this entire world that we know works or people wouldn't continue uh to invest in it to go look to it um it's a very deep well that we're getting into today i am going to try to keep this episode short because i actually have a hike to go on today and uh, we are kind of winding down this series, and I really want to just get to the point on this. So without further ado, before I get to the point, quick disclaimer, I'm not a pastor or a scholar. I'm a mentor who loves scripture. I'm a spiritual being, and I follow the way of Yeshua or Jesus Christ. I use the names of God, i.e. Yahweh and Yeshua, out of intimacy and not law. And I highly recommend you do your own research and pray on everything as I do every single day. So getting in with this series, we are right now on the psychics versus prophets section. What is a psychic? Why is it different than a prophet? We hear in the Bible all the time about prophets. Uh, so how is that different from a psychic? And are they the same thing? Can we trust them both? Or is there a very clear distinction in the Bible? And I'm here to tell you there is a very clear distinction in the Bible. If you haven't caught the first episodes of this New Age to Jesus series, go check them out. I believe this is uh, session 11 or episode 11 in this full series. Uh, then we have angelology versus messengers, religion versus spirituality, and spirituality and Yeshua to wrap it up. Uh, so we should be wrapped up this week. I'm excited to kind of play through this and then we're going to be starting a really interesting new study um, 
a couple of the ideas for that I will share in the comments down below. Let me know what you think, uh, what study you want to do next. I've got maybe three different ones in mind uh, that will take up another month or so, um, and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page and studying this. So getting into the Word today, getting into Scripture, so important every single day. Let's dive in. Leviticus 26 in the Christian Standard Bible. Whoever turns to mediums or spiritists and prostitutes himself with them, I will turn against that person and cut him off from his people. So very clear there, obviously. Uh, very clear imagery. Whoever turns to mediums or spiritists. Some translations say psychics or diviners. Um and prostitutes, some say whores themselves out with um, in some translations. So very vivid imagery here. I don't think we can really look at this verse, which is actually referenced multiple times in other verses, uh, kind of hearkening back to this saying, does it not say that dot, dot, dot. And so one thing that we just want to be really clear about is that spiritists, mediums, uh, are in the eyes of God, as as we're going to a prostitute, as you would do that uh, within within a marriage, you would go outside of that. And so that's really how God sees it when we go and seek divination through these other elemental spirits or other people who have spirits of divination, uh, because we know that they come from a place that is not from Yahweh, not from God. And so we want to be very careful with that. Now, that may sound like the typical answer you're going to get from church anywhere. And I want to dig a little deeper today and show you why specifically this is my conclusion on this. And I believe this is what God wanted to reveal to me in this community through this um, is the fact that, you know, we are the bride of Christ. And when we go outside of that, and when we don't go through the door of Yeshua, the door of Christ to God to receive our divination through the Holy Spirit, we are in essence cheating on the relationship, on the marriage that we have as the bride of Christ or the body of Christ. And so it perverts and prevents us from receiving that true divination through the Holy Spirit. And so as I was praying today, I pray every day out by my back field here. Uh, we live in the country and there's this uh, cornfield right behind us and the breeze was blowing in. And as I was praying, as I was praying for the Spirit of God or the Ruach of God, we're gonna talk about that a little more later, uh, the wind just increased and just heavily blowing on me. And as I was going through this studying for this lesson, I just realized how vivid that imagery is and why it's so important that it's vivid because it, it absolutely penetrates the heart of God and breaks the heart of God when we go through other sources to find that divination. So that's what we're getting into today. First John 4, 1 in the complete Jewish Bible. Dear friends, don't trust every spirit. On the contrary, test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And uh, I've heard this verse my entire life. Why are we supposed to test the spirits? How do we test them? What's the test? Where is this test at? Do you download it online? Is it something we're born with? Like, what is this test? 
And so I wanted to take that verse on testing the spirits. The reason it says that, I believe, is because many spirits have gone out. Many spirits that are here and they're going to show us things. They're going to lead us somewhere. They're going to look legitimate. And so I think it's very important that we test all of those spirits. And I want to explain exactly how I believe and how in my life I test those spirits. So looking, we're going to be looking at the Strong's. This is Strong's word 4151 uh, for spirit. Numati. Numati. Like uh, we, we see that uh, prefix in a lot of English words, the new, pneuma, uh, pneumatic, pneumonia. It's breath, wind, spirit. So it's literally that breath of life. So these spirits are coming as that breath of life to us, and they can penetrate our life force if we are not careful. Um, and so that pneumati is the word for spirit. So if we are to test the pneumati, the wind, the breath, the spirit, uh, how do we do that? How do we test it? And what I believe we are to do is, uh, and this is looking at dokimazo, and I'm sure I'm not saying that correctly, so dokimazo uh, is the phonetic phonetic spelling so the definition is to test by implication to approve usage is i put to the test prove examine i distinguish by testing approve after testing testing i am fit so to test to prove here's my deal guys prove it if it is from god if it is from the holy spirit prove it prove it through scripture prove it through testing it putting it through the motions is it going to be something that renders godly results. I think that is the most important thing for me. Um, and, and there's some that are very obvious. We're just like, hey, no, that is obviously not from God. But some of them are so subtle. Uh, I think that's where the testing comes in. So now this verse, I want to share the imagery in the background is the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. And this verse is very powerful here. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 in the ESV. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So let's talk about that for just a second. That sounds like a very strong list. And uh, if you're uh, the average American right now or the average world citizen, you probably don't engage in a lot of those things like orgies, um, uh, maybe not drunkenness. A lot of people, you know, have uh, have a spirit of the spirits on them where they are stuck in a cycle of alcoholism. Uh, and that is a spirit. I fully believe I had to pray to release that spirit off of me. There was a spirit on me of drinking alcohol and consuming it. And once I finally prayed and called it out, God literally took it away from me. Uh, and I had tried for years to quit drinking and I was, it was destroying me. And I told God, I said, I know this is not from you. The spirit is not from you. Take it off of me now. 
lest it destroy me. How can I serve you from the grave? Quoting King David, how can I serve you from the grave? Uh, so using scripture against that spirit. And uh, that was such a huge turning point in my life when I was able to walk away from that thing that was dragging me into the grave. That is often a great test. Is the spirit dragging you to the grave or to life? And that is a big dis, uh, discerning measure that I like to use. So this list of things like sorcery, enmity, strife, anger, rivalries, dissensions, uh, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, you may think, hey, I live a pretty good life. You know, I try to follow God. Um, I've never really practiced sorcery or been involved in an orgy, and I really don't like alcohol anyway. So great, I guess I'm good, right? Well, here's the deal. These are all works of the flesh. And I believe that these spirits of divination can be rooted in these works of the flesh. And we see these often tied and used as allusions to the sin of divination <clears throat> by something other than Yahweh or God himself. So again, this gets deep guys, but I want you to kind of read between the lines with me uh, as we study this together every single day. We have to read between the lines because this book is absolutely full of parallels absolutely full of symbolism it is absolutely living and changing all the time the message never changes but the delivery method often changes by what we see on that particular day that's why it's so important to stay in the word every single day so here this is another one i use some very specific imagery today and i want you guys to see this open your eyes and see this beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves how many times do we have people or entities come at us with great intentions with oh i just want to help we just want you to be safe we just want you to be well we just want you to be spiritual and oftentimes, those can be false prophets. Uh, now, this one is obviously a nurse in the background. I, I love nurses. Love, love to all of our nurses out there. You guys are literally on the front lines every single day. Uh, so nothing against you. But the imagery was powerful because it's someone we trust. It's an entity we trust. And, and this gets into Revelation. We're going to talk a little bit in just a second about one of the prophecies in the book of Revelation that will absolutely flip the way you think about the end times. Because I think some crazy things are about to happen. And I want to go ahead and open your eyes to that now because I'm planning on doing a study on Revelation very soon, though I am not an expert and I'm terrified to do it because I don't want to, you know, I want to do it justice and there's a lot to learn about it, but I feel like it's time. We need to have this talk. We, we need to have this discussion. And so this imagery is nothing more than uh, the false prophet, the wolf in sheep's clothing, uh, is someone that, you know, it's a sheep. Oh, it's someone we trust. It's something we trust. It's, it must be good. Yet it's a ravenous wolf, that false prophet, that false spirit. And that's what we're talking about. So what does all this have to do with psychics? So I'm going to share a verse with you right now 
that is uh, a parable here. It's not a parable. It's an actual story from the Bible that happened here. And um, this is about the time uh, when there was this little girl or young young woman following uh, the apostles around and, and, and kind of calling out. She had a spirit of divination and she was still calling out that they're here to uh, to share the way, to share the way. So watch this. Let's read this together and then I want to show you uh, what I believe it means here. So Acts 16, 16 through 19 in the ESV. As we're going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. Okay, so she's literally probably helping them make money by telling the future or fortune telling, giving them the edge through her gift. She followed Paul and us crying out. These men are these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And she kept doing it for many days. Paul having become greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit. Now he's talking to the spirit that's in the girl that's giving her the divination that's giving her the fortune telling. He turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out with and it came out that very hour, but when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And the story goes on, uh, but you see that the spirit was helping, was helping creating gain. But what was that gain doing? Dragging them to the grave. And they had to drag Paul and Silas out into the marketplace before the rulers. Um, and again, I put this girl in the background. Again, very specific imagery I use in all of these slides, guys. Uh, she's got these black angel wings. Someone we trust, someone that's attractive, that's easy, easy to follow. You know, these spirits are sly, they're crafty, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. That's why we are to test them. So here's a great verse I just wanted to share with you guys because it really ties all of this up as we wrap up today. And I've got a warning for you in just a second. I promise you don't want to miss this. It's it's out there, but it will it will stick with you, I believe. So Acts 8, 9 through 13 in the ESV. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him. For a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and in the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. So they hear Philip, right? They hear Philip. We've got uh, Simon. He's a magician here uh, or sorcerer or whatever you want to call him. And he is conjuring things and, and creating signs. And then they believed Philip. So these people are watching him. And they go, okay, we believe Philip. He's preaching the good news. And they, uh, he's preaching about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. 
So people are getting baptized here. And here's what's interesting. Both men and women, even Simon himself believed. After being baptized, he continued with Philip and seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Here's where the story gets interesting. Uh, this goes on for quite a while here, uh, but he's actually asking to pay them to receive the Holy Spirit because he's making money at this. He's gifted with it. He's got a big following. Um, and you talk about turning your life around and turning away from what is making you a living or what you believe your gifts are until you realize what the true gift is. And so this is very interesting. And if you read continuing into Acts 8, 9 through the end of the chapter there, you will see where he transforms and starts following. Uh, but he was reprimanded very harshly uh, by the apostles and, uh, and told that, you know, you cannot buy this. You cannot, uh, this is not something you can just buy off of us. Your heart is wrong. Get your heart right. Your hard heart has caused you to sin uh, in this way, thinking that you can buy uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, essentially. So again, read on through that. I should have put the whole thing here, but uh, I thought I was going to be better on time today. And as usual, I'm running over 20 minutes because we just get into this, guys. I just love this. So here is the big one from Revelation. Okay, see the three entities in the background background I put in here. This is Revelation 16, 12 through 16 in the Christian Standard Bible. The sixth bowl, the sixth poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. Then I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming from the dragon's mouth, from the beast's mouth from the mouth of the false prophets. For they are demonic spirits, performing signs who travel to the kings of the world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God, the Almighty. Look, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who is alert and remains clothed so that he may not go around naked and people see his shame. So they assembled the kings at the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. So this is where we get that word Armageddon from here. In the imagery in the background here, I want you to pay close attention. This is my warning for you. Because we don't know until we know. And we don't know with our brain. We don't know with our heart because our emotions lead us astray. Our knowledge can lead us astray. We know with our third eye, with wisdom, with our spiritual sight. And uh, the eye, the eye is the lamp of the body. Uh, if the eye is well, the whole body is well. So remember that, guys. Have your third eye open. Pray that God will open your spiritual sight and give you that extra sense in this world. We all have it. God opens it in those who ask for it to give us those new eyes to see um, and so here's what I want to propose in this and this is totally out there but notice this part and I want to know what your opinion is about this so there are three unclean spirits like frogs coming from the dragon's mouth we know they're gonna go out to the kings of the world and they're gonna essentially rally them for battle or uh, you know stir the pot until they're ready for battle uh, so they're demonic spirits. They're performing signs. Um, 
but they're like frogs. So what does that mean? And the, what I'm thinking about, guys, is this, this narrative we have in the world right now. We have all of the stuff going on that you guys know about. We're filming this in 2021, so we just went through the whole 2020 thing. And then we're still coming out of that. So we're in September right now. This is September 14th, 2021. And so where my third eye went, my mind's eye went to this place, this sci-fi place of what spirits that are demonic might look like frogs. And I want to know what you guys think. So they're coming forth from the dragon's mouth. Uh, is the dragon literal? Is it figurative? Are the frogs literal? Are they figurative? Uh, we know that Revelation is full of symbolism. We know a lot of it's figurative, a lot of it's spiritual, a lot of it's symbolic. We also know a lot of it is literal. So if that were to be literal and they look like frogs or they're like frogs, they're unclean spirits like frogs, put in the comments down below what you think that is. And here's my, my big thought about it is what is on the world stage right now that we keep talking about? Pentagon releases a little bit of information about it. We hear that maybe we've, we've kind of discovered life on other planets. We've made contact. At what point might it come out that, hey, here's these three entities that that came in this spaceship thingy, and they're here, and they're gonna they're gonna help, and they're performing signs, and they're gonna go and help world governments. Um, at what point might that make sense with this verse, uh, where I don't sound so crazy anymore? Uh, but I wanted to share that just to plant that seed in your mind. I want to know what you think, because I think the warning in this is we don't know till we know when we know when God reveals it to his children, uh, we will know. But right now, what I feel like is a very plausible um, element of this verse is, hey, we got little green men coming to help. I've always thought for years that if aliens ever do arrive here, they're not going to be godly entities. They're going to be demonic creatures. Um, I don't know why I've thought that. If I saw something about that or I just feel that way, uh, because I believe God's realm is going to stay rallied with him, they're going to be uh, here for the second coming, not trying to show up beforehand and then go help in, you know, uh, the name of progress or something like that. We saw in the book of Enoch, this is really where I get a lot of those thoughts, the watchers coming down and perverting humanity, teaching them this magic, the psychic abilities, uh, the types of um, cutting of roots and resolving of spirits and all of these things, astrology. Uh, then we move into the time of King Nebuchadnezzar and he's divining certain things. So all of this in this whole New Age to Jesus series is is to tell you and to tell me to always divine things from scripture through the Holy Spirit. That is how we get our wisdom, our knowledge, and our understanding. We can have new eyes, a new eye to see the world if we just ask for it. This will change your perspective and your perception of all things. The Bible will absolutely change your perception and perspective of all things things and it's a beautiful thing guys thank you for studying with me the takeaways today are as we wrap up uh psychic energy and i put psychic twice there 
I do these uh, half the time when I'm asleep. So uh, as I'm trying to get ready in the early morning. So psychic energy is real and obviously works to produce signs and wonders. So we know that from the study today. Uh, it is easy to get caught in the trap of having faith, quote unquote, in signs and wonders. So let's not have faith in the signs and wonders. Let's have faith in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we receive the Ruach. And I want to talk about that here in just a second. So as Christians, our faith is to be in Yeshua the King and serve the Father through his gateway to the realm of the divine, not through other entities gateway, because there are multiple gateways. We are trying to open them with science. We are trying to open them with spirituality. We're trying to open them uh, with sexuality. We're trying to open them with all kinds of different elements, the elemental spirits that we've talked about in past episodes. And we want to make sure that we go through the gate of Christ to the realm of the divine. Uh, and that's something we can experience right now today as a community is the opening of that realm of the divine into our lives through the right gate, guys. So uh, we should test every feeling, intuition, or word that comes to us through us uh, against scriptural truth. So if we have a word, a feeling, an intuition that comes to us or through us, let's test that against scriptural truth. And number five, finally, the ultimate spirit of discernment is the Holy Spirit. And we get that by reading these scriptures, praying, asking God for it, and walking like Yeshua walked. He is our Messiah. He is our Savior. And we have to walk like him, serve him, and disciple after him. Uh, that is how we receive that. We are submerged in baptism we follow him, we receive the Holy Spirit, and we live a brand new life. Then our third eye is open through the right gate. People can have their third eye open through the wrong gate, and I want you guys, I want me to have it open through the right gate, through the one of Christ. And that Spirit of God, say it with me, the Ruach of God, that wind, that holy fire, that Holy Spirit, let it blow through the cells in our body, blow through our mind's eye, blow through the words on our lips that it would be a sweet fragrance to Yahweh, to our Lord and to Yeshua, our Savior. Thank you guys. I love you so much. Hope you've had a, a fantastic episode with me. I know I have. Jump on over to mybible.works. You can join the network for free. It's an awesome community. You don't have to download anything. Just bookmark it for good news and biblical community every single day. It's as easy as www.mybible.works. You guys will love it. It literally is the best form of social media out there today. Uh, you're not going to get that kind of good news and community on other social media platforms. And that's exactly why we designed it. Also, if you love this ministry as much as I do and you want to help support it, you can get my book study and other special workshops by supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. And the, the core workshop in there is from my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. You can check that out at www.mybible.works slash all courses. And if you want to just grab my book as a digital uh, book on your Kindle or your phone or your iPad, you can go uh, into the link in the description and there's a link over to my Amazon profile where you can grab the book over there. 
Every little bit of support helps, guys. Thank you for being here. I love you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I'm going to see you on the next one. Peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe. I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.